Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am once again joined by Tony Farina. Now if you tuned in last week, you'll know that I spoke with Tony Farina last week. That was part one of the chat. This week is part two. And last week we spoke about education and that sort of thing quite a bit. It was about sort of how the lockdown has affected education. Uh, my girlfriend Megan joined us as well. She's a teacher, so Tony and her sort of discussed quite a few things to do with education. So that's a really cool chat. This week it's less specific and it's more sporadic. The subject matter changes quite frequently. It bops around here, there and everywhere and returns to a couple of things. So this is much more of a standard conversation in a certain way. I won't prattle on about everything that's discussed in this, but I'll give a couple of quick bullet points. Essentially, the chat starts where we're discussing how Tony and his partner, as well as myself and Megan, have been dealing with the lockdown, being in a relationship and spending so much time with each other. Uh, we talk about passing down interests to children. Uh, we talk about Star Wars a fair amount as well, that kind of in, in drips and drabs in a sense. We don't specifically just chat about Star Wars for like an hour straight or anything like that. Uh, we just kind of speak about that a bit here and there. Um, we speak about back in the day, in air quotes, when we used to make mixtapes, mix CDs and things before music streaming was a thing um, we speak about Megan's birthday because she had it in lockdown a few other bits and pieces and that's kind of the general sort of subject matter that we discuss and there's not really much else to add without me just rambling on at the start for ages so before the chat does get started though there will be a quick promo for the Comics Emotion podcast for anyone who's listening who listened last week it's the same promo I'm just doing it again because, you know, Tony and I didn't really talk about Indie Comics Spotlight very much, which is Tony's own show. It is on the Comics in Motion podcast feed, as well as my other show, Star Wars Comics in Canon. We didn't really talk about Indie Comics Spotlight at all in this chat, except right at the very end. So I thought I'll include the promo for Comics in Motion twice, just so I could have this little prefacey thing to say, go check out Indie Comics Spotlight. It's a great show. I appeared on episode 13 of it. Me and Tony speak about The Second Coming, which is literally a comic about The Second Coming of Jesus Christ. Um, so a lot of fun doing that and there's a link to that in the description anyway enough from me as i said the chat will get going after the promo and then i'll be back at the end to talk about what's coming up a bit more details of what's happening this week in styles comics and canon and a few other bits and pieces so thank you so much for listening guys i appreciate you sharing on social media and all that lovely stuff um yeah so I'll talk to you guys at the end we are comics in motion i'm dave the comic nerd and i'm chris the tv and movie geek you can download our show from your favourite podcast catcher. We review TV shows and movies that are based on comic books. So if you can come along and join in the fun, that'd be super. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. As a teacher, as you know, and I remember you saying once, Megan, that you're always acting. I think you said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to act. And so, yeah, you know, and so for me, doing the work, I love the work. I love to teach. I love to help people. I got an email from a student who just graduated, and I had her from her first class, and now I had her in her final class. And it was just like such a nice email for her to be like, hey, man. I'm really glad you were there. I was so thrilled that when I saw your name as my final instructor and I, you know, having you as my first teacher really helped me ease in. So I love the work. Um, yeah. You know, and when I was teaching on ground and you get to, you know, you get up and you be in front of everybody and I've never been nervous. I was in a shitty punk band in college. I don't, I'm not <laughs> afraid of being in front of people. I don't have that fear of public speaking, but like after that, after all the peoply peopleness, I need to come home and like not, and my wife's the same way. Um, she's a librarian, you know, and there's fucking people everywhere. So it's, so for us, we just like to be, so this has not been that big of an adjustment for us. Cause like every weekend we would, we were the worst tourists. We would go on vacation and like what the first time we went to Hilton Head Island in South Carolina, which is where did you go when you were, when you were here? Did you go to Hilton? Did you hit that? I didn't go to South Carolina. I went to North Carolina cause that's right. actually where my oh, friend right. Mary that's is right. from. Yeah. <laughs> but there's those like the border islands there all along are just beautiful out there. So we, we went down, we took a stack of books, we turned the couch in the condo we were renting to face the water. And we, that's what we did for like four days. And it was like, what'd you guys do? Where'd you go? Did you go do blah? We're like, we went up in that uh, water tower in the uh, lighthouse and uh, we sat, I went shopping, I bought food, we cooked in the house. Like this is our lives. So it's pretty easy. This has been an easy transition for us because we genuinely <laughs> like each other. And we were both married uh, previous before meeting each other. And um, 
didn't care for those other people, obviously. Um, so you kind of learn that lesson. And so I do, I feel bad for people who realize that they're in bad relationships right now, but I guess that's a good thing is that um, as long as people can keep their cool. Uh, but for us, you know, we like each other. I mean, I can't tell you um, how many times a day, like something stupid happens on the news or something stupid happens. We hear some asshole out on our balcony making noise and I look at her and I'm like, I only like you. <laughs> um, you know, so we, we really, we, I feel like we're in a really lucky situation. I was wondering, as you were saying how bored you were, what is your digital library situation in England? Like for us, I have access to literally hundreds of thousands of digital books, audiobooks, and regular books through my libraries. I have like four library cards. Do you guys have that as an option? I have become very, very lazy with reading. <laughs> I used to read so much. Like I've, I've got a Kindle. I have yeah. I have a Kindle that has so many books on there. Yeah. Um, but I've become really lazy, so I need to really get back <laughs> into it. But we have it. access to loads of stuff. Like, I mean, there's tons of free books on Amazon. Right. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. They do that because they have the Kindle reading thing, and if you're an Amazon Prime member, I think you get it. Right. There's a hand as an added. But yeah. What's that with I've tons of podcasts and stuff like well, that as well you know, i don't really read that much i've just been reading star wars books like i i stopped reading for years uh i used to read so much it's basically as soon as i grew up and i not grow that's no, let, let's try that again because that sounds really patronizing jesus i don't mean like, grow, <laughs> i grew up out of books when i moved out from home uh when i could basically you know do whatever i wanted all the time it was you know i would when i moved out it was a year after my dad passed away. So I was dealing with a lot of stuff. So I was eating loads of bad stuff, consuming a lot of various intoxicants that I shouldn't have been. And I kind of just lost the will to read a little bit. I think I read like one book in the space of like three years. And because I would stay up to the last conceivable moment every night before work. Like I, when I was at work, completely fine. I would never let my personal life or issues get in the way of my work. Um, I was always excelled at that, but especially on the weekend, I would go at things hard. But in the week, I would just stay up to like the, the 11th hour, literally. So I'd have to get up for work for like quarter to eight or something. So I'd be like, I can survive on six hours sleep. I can survive well on six and a half hours sleep. So I'll aim for six and a half hours sleep. And that I would, it'd be like one in the morning and I'd be going to bed at that time because I'd be making sure I play video games to the last possible moment or watching TV and doing all these things. And I, I just kind of went off reading. And then when we, it's only since I've really been living with Megan, which has been nearing a year now that I've got fully back into reading a lot more because <laughs> our sleep schedule primarily, like we go to bed together. I'm a sleepy girl. What we go to bed together and we like to, you know, cuddle and then she goes to bed uh, but also then, like where it was i'm a teacher so i'm i'm always tired like <laughs> and our schedules are slightly different but as well i i it takes me so. i work an hour away from where we live okay smokes you drive so or you take the train i drive so i car share we carpool um me and another girl who lives near me but we leave at quarter to seven in the morning <laughs> to get to work for like half seven quarter to eight so I realistically need to be in bed by like 10. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. so I, w I wake up at six. So it's just, whereas Mike doesn't have to get up until a little bit later. So for him to go to bed that early, it's just, he's not, it's too much. I, I haven't slept. I haven't gone to bed. Like now I'm, I'm going to bed generally earlier with Megan because sometimes I get up early and things like that. So my sleeping schedule is becoming more lenient, but it used to be I could not sleep before 12. So for about four or five years from the age of probably 16 um, till it was probably longer than that then from probably 16 to about 24 I would never sleep before 12 uh, midnight unless I'd been, had like an all-nighter or if I was ill or something like that because I'd normally be getting up at like half seven eight and that was the majority of my life and now I go to bed sometimes earlier depending if, if we if we go to bed and it's like 11 ish I may just go to sleep but if I'm quite tired but if we go to bed at like 10 30 I will never fall asleep at 10.30. So I'll then read, but I'll read until like, one because <laughs> I'll get caught up in it. Yeah. Uh, so late. <laughs> the problem with me is I get, with reading, I used to, my parents used to moan at me so much. I used to have this this globe uh, light that I used to have. So it was, it was a globe made of plastic and you click a little, click on it, it glows. And it's perfect for reading. It's really nice. It wasn't too harsh or anything. And I left it on so many times falling asleep reading that it actually, the light bulb melted Oh, shit. inside where <laughs> Antarctica was it wasn't ironically. designed to be on that long no exactly because I'd, I'd be <laughs> reading and fall asleep with it so it'd be on for like seven or eight hours till I wake up in the morning when I was younger and so the top like melted where Antarctica was so I'd melt brown ironically and 
my parents used to, if I was reading it, like, I'd know when they come to bed. So they'd send me to bed. This is when I was a bit younger, um, like preteen. They'd send me to bed, and I'd know I'd have about an hour or two before they'd come to bed. So I'd read for about an hour and a half, hear the movement, flick off the light, wait for them to go to bed, flick the light back on and continue reading. Mum would go to the toilet at like one, two in the morning. And I'd hear the knock on my door, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> and mum's like, why are you still up? Why are you reading? It's like two in the morning, and I'm just reading whatever. I used to be like that a lot. It's so late. Our kids are going to be like that. Our kids are going to... Uh, we keep joking, because obviously, we, we, we talk about having, like, not yet, but generally talk about, like, having two kids. But <laughs> Yeah, definitely not yet. <laughs> no, yeah, not at all. And we like talking about, like, funny things where it's like, if Megan... Uh, you do like this jokey moany voice thing that you do and I, I do these jokey things as well like we mess with each other and sometimes it's like oh, our kids are going to be so annoying they are going to be really annoying gonna, they're going to be really annoying and they're going to have really curly hair because <laughs> I have a niece who's like, a lot like me who's uh, she is a lot like I was when I was younger and she's such a know-it-all yeah, and my yeah. sister-in-law <laughs> blames it on me nice she's like, it's because of you and that's what I think with our it's not going to turn out that way, but almost like one's going to be like you and one's going to be like me and they're both going to get on my nerves equally. One's going to love Harry Potter and the other one's also going to love Harry Potter and they're going to hate Star Wars. That's not going to happen. <laughs> well, it's funny with Star Wars because um, I grew up, you know, I, I never forced it. I never made my kids um, like all the nerdy geek stuff that I like, except for Buffy. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've never seen it. It's so good. Amazing. <laughs> um, I, I've never, I didn't, like I raised them on Buffy. They were little and there's a network here called TNT and it would just show it on, you know, cause they were obviously too young. It wasn't on anymore, but it was on reruns. So we'd just watch it every day. It was just on every day. And I kind of raised them on Buffy and the episode when Buffy dies at the end of episode five, uh, season five, which they thought was going to be the end of the show. And then it switched networks. I told them before it came on, I'm like, look, they were little, they were, t- you know, and I said, listen, but you guys, my two girls. So I've got girls and Lee's got kids. My wife's called Lee and we blended them together. We didn't have any kids together. So, so it's just me and my two girls. And I was like, listen, girls, um, Buffy's going to die in this episode, but then the next episode tomorrow, she's brought back. It's going to be okay. But because they, the way that that episode, that episode is shot, you don't know that. Like it's, they sobbed, like they were so upset, (laughs) even though I told them in advance. So other than that, I didn't, you know, with Star Wars and everything, it was like, if they wanted to watch it, comic books, probably only the music that I listen to, like they have a really, odd, my kids have an odd eclectic taste. When they were like six and seven, they could name all the Ramones. So I felt like oh. that was really important. Um, the Ramones made a movie called Rock and Roll High School, um, and I, which they watched a lot and which is a terrible movie, but I loved it. And so <laughs> they watched it a lot. And I put like, like in one of the places we lived, I, I hung sw- swings from the basement rafters. So they'd go downstairs and swing and watch a movie. So they watched like, oh, the Ramones movie and they watched the Beatles movies. So, um, but as far as like the nerd culture stuff, I kind of let them come to it. And now, you know, my, um, one of my daughters is a huge Harry Potter fan. The youngest one loves Neil Gaiman and has all the Sandman comics. So I kind of just let them, when they get interested and ask, I'd, I'd do that. So none of them are as big as Star Wars fans. I mean, no one in the world is as big as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Burton, that's a fact. The worst thing is, is that it's rubbing off on me, though. It's but it's okay. It's, it, it is okay. However, it does cause more tangents in classes. Like, so I've got a water bottle and I've I put some um, Star Wars stickers on it just because sure. it was a plain grey bottle and I just wanted to make it like look nicer. But... There was one episode, uh, one episode, there was one kid where he was saying, he kept saying, Luke Skywalker is dead. Hmm. He just kept repeating it. And I was just like, I mean, technically, (laughs) like, he's not. (laughs) But like, and then they were like, they were just interested in the fact that I liked Har- um, Harry but they already know that I like Harry Potter but Star Wars so they're like oh like you know you like Star Wars I'm like yeah I do like Star Wars and they're like oh wh- what's this planet called where does this person come from and then I say the answer and they're just like oh my god you do like Star Wars and I'm like why is this such a surprise and then like loads of kids put their hand up and I was like okay if you've got any questions pop your hand up and then loads of people did and I was like it's a bit weird. Why are so many of you got your hand up? And I was like, if it's about Star Wars, can you put your hand down? And then like the majority of them put their hands down. And I was like, okay. I was like, if you want to talk to me about Star Wars, you can wait until lunch and talk to me about it then. And then I said that thinking nobody would stay behind and talk to me did. about Star Wars. And then like three girls stayed behind and I was like, go away. Like, <laughs> I want to eat my lunch. I've yeah. got 20 minutes. They're like, have you seen The Mandalorian? I'm like, yes, I've seen The Mandalorian. <laughs> I actually haven't watched it. We only, um, 
we're like rotating all of our streaming services during this time. So we only, we turned Disney plus on for just a week because it was a week for free. And we watched a few things. And then because I felt like season two was getting ready to come out. And I just think I'm going to wait to pay for a month of that till the fall. Mandalorian, mm-hmm. two seasons of Mandalorian will be out and uh, Bucky and uh, Sam will oh, be out. Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be out. So I feel like yeah. I'll get in, I'll get involved then. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's funny that you guys said, you know, this is what your kids will like. And, and, I, and I think that's true to a degree. You know, there's certain songs. Um, our oldest daughter, she knows a bunch of songs that she doesn't know that she knows. So we'll be like listening, like my wife's favorite band is Fleetwood Mac. So we'll be listening to a song. And, and uh, we'll be listening to something and she'll just like interrupt herself and like start singing along and not realize that she knows every word to that, you know, because she just heard it growing up. So it's funny what they pick up and what they don't. And I just always found that this is just me with the kids is if you try desperately to get them to like the thing that you love and then they don't, you can be just, then there's like, you're creating an instant set of friction there. Whereas if you're just like, hey, this is on, I'm going to watch Batman 89. You're welcome to watch it or not. And then they will or they won't. So my wife and I are big Jane Austen fans, um, like huge Jane Knights, like these books here. You can see this is great for podcast listeners. These are um, <laughs> these are illustrated covers of the of the main six novels, and we actually true have a full set of Jane Austen books in every room in the house. It's a fact. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, yeah, but They're there's a nerds. there They're was the biggest a book nerds on the planet. I love them. <laughs> there's a Bollywood version of Pride and Prejudice called Bride and Prejudice, and it's in English, <laughs> but it's. It is so fantastic. Like, I can't express to you how much, like, I feel like first time we watched it, we're like, okay, Jean would sit up and like dig herself out of her grave to applaud <laughs> this, this. It's that fun. And um, so we were on a vacation. We used to take our kids on these trips. We called them secret trips where we would just throw them in the car and then take them somewhere. And they didn't know where we were going. And then we're like, here you are. And then we'd spend a week there or whatever. So we were on amazing. one of these and um, we brought Bride and Prejudice to watch because we thought oh they, they were all like lame boo and by the end they were all like huddled around the tv <laughs> Absolutely loved it. so it's just like we put it on and we're like okay we're gonna watch it you guys do whatever you want and once the music starts because you know how bollywood is always a musical so they were completely engrossed so i always just kind of found we just we liked what we liked and we watched what we wanted to watch and if they got interested so um, my wife's oldest daughter our oldest daughter um, got big into Buffy and then ended up I loaned her all my DVDs of Buffy and she ended up watching them all and watched you know but it, it was when she was ready to do it so yeah yeah like nerd yeah. culture is such a weird thing because we want to hand it down like you and your dad have that Star Wars thing but I don't know that that's always true I don't know that it always works like it's beautiful that it worked for you guys you know and I don't know he, that you, the, yeah. the thing is he didn't he doesn't like didn't like stars anywhere near as much as I do now. Like he he re, he liked it. He I think he quite modelled himself after Harris Han Solo. I think he <laughs> liked to think of himself as Han Solo quite a lot. He that because he loved Harrison Ford. So Indiana he loved Indiana Jones and he loved Han Solo. And he, he I could looking back I can see certain mannerisms that I know I've picked up from certain TV shows or this that and the other that he picked up from seeing you know stars because he was born. 49 so star wars is 77 or 78 um, i always get the release date 77 the confused it was 77 yeah and i was four so, so i i got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously dad at that point was like 18 so he that sort of age of where for me when i was a bit younger it was more so but that kind of role model things when you're coming out of a teenager and that sort of thing you have quite a few things to kind of influence you quite a lot and so i think dad picks up a lot of that stuff from Harrison Ford, but I remember once he actually said randomly, he was like, oh, we're talking about George Lucas. And he's like, he's a nut job. And I was like, is he? And he's like, yeah, he believes all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't, like, I was young then. And I was like, I don't think he does. He sold the rights to Disney. I don't think if that was the case. But he'd heard it somewhere randomly. And then for some reason that just stuck. And obviously at that point, this is when I was like 12 or something. There wasn't the internet to correct that sort of thing. Um, that was just a fun anecdote that I, I think I've said on the podcast before about uh, Dad and Star Wars. But he, he liked it a lot. And my tattoos represent his enjoyment of them, but also my enjoyment of enjoying Star Wars with him. 
you know with me and kids I'm, I, if my kids don't like Star Wars that's fine I'm not going to force I'm not going to force it upon them because I know that we'll sell those ones the more you try and force and push you <laughs> like sell them sorry you got to move like out yeah. the ones that don't like Star Wars they, they'll be sold give them a test at 10 and if it's if they don't like any if they don't like Marvel or DC or comics they don't like Star Wars they don't like Harry Potter or they don't like if they don't else, know which which Hogwarts house they're in by 10 on the street it. yeah, yeah. Out. gone you know, Scram. and if they haven't tried, <laughs> if we haven't caught them trying to use the force on something by the age of 14, they can't, out, out, you know, but no, obviously the thing is with me, I, I imagine or hope more kind of is the case. Obviously where I have Star Wars tattoos, kids, there's one cute thing I saw online, which was, um, it was a, uh, two cup, a couple of those tattoo artists and they're covered head to toe in ink and they, they had a conversation with their daughter and their daughter was like five or something. She was like, when, when does the, when do the pictures start showing on my skin? And they're like, oh, oh that's cute. Like, oh, no, it's... And they had to explain it to them. And then she got so into... Because obviously mine are especially quite bright colours. So yeah. they're quite eye-catching. So when we have kids, I imagine they'll see... Because this is going to be finished, I imagine, by the time we have kids. Or fit, more finished. Um, so they'll see every day I've got this thing. And if they ever ask, obviously I'll talk about their granddad and things. Sure. And, so with me, I, I hope that will cause something. But I know my biggest hurdle with getting into Star Wars is if you start them with episode one... I think that's probably the worst one, but then other most people think a lot of other people think episode two is the worst one. So oh the two God, you start with five. the first two Star Wars films that are the fir- the worst, or you start with four and five. That's what now you have five, to do. I think, is one of the best. But the problem is four is so fucking old, and that's now. You got to think fifteen years in the future, how much more old it's going to feel. And you look like even when we watched it, like. But I mean, actually, there's a there's a teacher at work, um, and he teaches media. Um, so they look at films and he said that Star Wars, when he used to teach media when he was a younger teacher, Star Wars used to always be the thing that was common. Like everyone had seen Star Wars. So he could refer to Star Wars, make reference to the necessary like visual effects, visual and, effects like and whatnot. Talk about that stuff and how it develops plot and whatever. And everyone would understand what was going on. Whereas yeah. now he's saying that there's it's really difficult to find a common film. Like, not everyone has seen Star Wars. Like, there was a student that was telling me, and she was like, oh, ma'am, I wa- oh, in my school they call us ma'am. But she was like, oh, ma'am, oh, we watched Star Wars in media today. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, what one? And she was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, well, what happened? And she was like, well, beep, beep, boop was helping someone. And I was like, okay, so that's R2-D2. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, so beep, beep, boop was with some weird monsters and the girl with the buns in her hair. And I was like, okay, Princess Leia. <laughs> I was like, right, okay. And then I went and spoke to Graham. I was like, Graham, you know that the kids are referring to R2 as like beep, beep, boop. And he was just like, yeah. <laughs> that's but, awesome. Yeah. Have that. There's no common thing. Not but there's no common... The streaming services. But there's no common thing at all. Like for me... I used to think, like in America, there was like a literary canon that we would read, no matter where you went, no matter where you lived in the country, you could count on, and not that all of these books are for children, but they became like young adult books before that became a thing. So everyone, in theory, should have read Huck Finn, To Kill a Mockingbird, Gatsby, Catcher in the Rye, Hamlet. A Voice of Men? Of Mice and Men, sure. That's Animal we, Farm. Yeah, we, we've Animal got, I Farm. I think, a similar list over here as well. Yeah, so you could assume if there were people of a certain age, everyone had read these books. And as I became a teacher, and I could, I could do exactly what you're saying, Megan. I could say like, okay, in 1984, when this happens, and Julia says blah, or when, when Boxer says this, I can work harder. I could make that reference. And that just isn't the case anymore. And so there's so many things that I'll try to make a reference to um, in my classes now, where I'll like say, okay, well, let's think about this. You know, I'm, and you're re, I'm pre-recording my lectures, or I'm typing up notes that you know I'm just doing it in the abstract, thinking there's a common thing, but there is no such thing anymore. So anything I want my students to all understand, I have to assign it. They all have to read it, or they all have to watch it, or whatever, because it's almost like there's too much. There's too much stuff. Um, yeah. It's impossible to see everything. We're we're slowly going through the Apple Plus stuff now that has, came out months ago. Um, and then, you know, we'll move on and try. I don't remember the last time we watched anything in real time that wasn't sports or music related. Um, you know, like Quite shows. last thing was Eurovision. We don't even have a TV license. <laughs> we don't, we haven't watched, literally, that was, we haven't watched any Eurovision, TV. yeah. Eurovision last year. And that was in our year. last house when we did have a TV license. Just <laughs> in our last yeah, house, we yeah. had, but we haven't had it. I don't remember the last time I watched live TV. It's not yeah. connected. Not and, and, right. TV license. 
So there's no common experience anymore. I don't think it's just Star Wars. And I think you're right. Star Wars probably was the last movie that that was true. Maybe E.T. I think Harry, Harry Potter, Potter for our generation. And Finding every, Nemo as well. Every, mm. I think Toy Story is the, the biggest. Yeah. Every, I think and Monsters, every, Inc. Yeah, I think for our generation, yeah. also the millennials, it was very much, it was Harry Potter and it was... Because the thing for me is that when I think of Star Wars, if I, if I thought, less so now, because I've experienced the world, I guess, more, but like... If I were to think of Star Wars, I would think of The Phantom Menace because that's the one that I grew up with. I would think of the pod racing and I would think of Jar Jar Binks and like... I think of Attack of the Clones because that's the yeah. one I watched the most as a kid. Yeah. Whereas that's like sacrilege <laughs> compared to like so some people. Two. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know though. I mean, I, I listened to obviously the crossover shows that you guys did and there was a lot of shitting on <laughs> on there going on. And then I've said this, I've said this in our private chats and I'll say it to anybody who listens. Um, and my show that comes out this Friday, there's a little Star Wars, because we're talking about a George Takei's book, so we talk about Star Trek and Star Wars a little bit. Mm. Um, but but it's, I because my earliest memory is Star Wars, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I enjoyed them all. I don't, mm. like, I can objectively say the original, the, the, the prequel trilogy are not very good, because... Of lots of reasons, but I think mostly because Hayden Christensen's terrible. That's what them. you think. I can't stand him. I literally, I can't. I, I can't think deal he's, with that film. I think he's terrible in in his two performances. There's lots of other problems, but I still think that Owen McGregor's good. I think Natalie Portman's good. I think there's some good things that are in there, and that's just my opinion. In the new the new trilogy, I enjoyed thoroughly. I think Daisy Ridley is ready to be James Bond if they want her to be, or John Boyega. Honestly, if either one of those two were cast as James Bond, I would be super excited because I both think they have big presences. And so to me, no matter what Star Wars is of the main nine, I like them all. I liked Solo fine. It wasn't great, but it didn't suck. I own it. That's how I. That's how I feel. I was like, I didn't mind Solo. I, like, no, I, I think it. Solo is like the dead middle ground because I found that there was no moment in there that I was like, oh man, that's awesome. But there was also no moment in there that I was like, oh man, this sucks. It was always like, this is quite good. I think something's about to happen, and then it finished, and I'm like, okay, watch it again. I'm like, right now, I don't expect more to happen. I enjoy it more. But even with my thing with prequels, I think the prequels are so so up and down. I think that's the problem. Is like, throughout them, is like. I find each of them, I love all of the endings to the prequels. I think the Darth Maul lightsaber fight is some amazing choreography. Oh, I think my God, the, that was stunning. Um, yeah, and with Attack of the Clones, I think that once they are in Geonosis and there's the big monster things all fighting them and they have to get out of the chains, they don't have the lightsabers, is quite cool, and then all the Jedi show up. All that stuff I love and the Count Dooku fight with CGI Yoda. Love it. And the end of Revenge of the Sith is one of my favourite cinematic things ever. Duel of Fates playing with Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor fighting. I understand Hayden Christensen is not a very good actor in those <laughs> roles, but because I watched them from such a young age, over and over again, episode two I had on VHS, so I would just fast forward the Padme sure. and Anakin love scenes and just go straight to... Because <laughs> they're dull. Because they're shit. And I would <laughs> go into no the No chemistry. You think no, they would... zero. Since they had already hired Natalie Portman, who is a great actor, she's genuinely fantastic in everything she's in. Even in the bad movies she's in, she's good. She was an excellent child actor. She's so good. So you would think they would have screen tested the two of them and been like, let's get someone who has, because you're already in. Natalie Portman was already signed. So let's find someone who she can act with a little, who, hmm. who you could believe they like each other. Because you watch that and there's zero reason why. That's my only problem with those. It's like, why does she like him? They seem to hate each other as soon as they walk in the room. And also <laughs> he just seems really creepy. <laughs> he does. I dream about you. I think about you in my dreams. You're half as beautiful I've as I remember. I've never stopped thinking about you, Pat. You know, if right, that's done well, if that is done well, that's like, that's an old-timey, you know, gothic romance. I mean, that's yeah. okay. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with him saying that line if it was in the hands. And I don't, I can't even think about how old he is to go back to that time and think, like, what other actors were around at that time who maybe were comparable the to 2000s, his age. God. Yeah, you know, so right, who was in there? 20s um who could mm. play a teenager and then play a 20 something in that time he was just really terrible and i think that's that's the problem there but i think ultimately what the beauty of being a fan in my opinion no matter what you love whether it's harry potter or star wars or whatever it's just is or jane austen as it is in our house <laughs> um is that you like the this you love the thing because you do and and you can it's hard to always explain to me 
and I know this, and this is not, you guys are in England, so maybe everybody there thinks so, although I probably not true. I think Jane Austen wrote six perfect novels. Like, it's hard for me to poke holes in any of them because I think even the ones that everybody hates, I love. And, mm. um, and it's because the, the language is beautiful and the stories are great. And, and all, most of the film, ad, film adaptations are crappy. There's a few that are great. <laughs> it's the same thing with Star Wars. You love the characters. You, you love them because you do. You have an emotional connection for whatever reason. Like, Megan, you have an emotional connection to them because of Mike. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So those, those are attached forever. Star Wars, is, is you're going to think about him. And, and I just think, you know, the beauty of being a fan is, yes, you can be critical. And that's what I loved about your guys' crossover shows is that you guys were all still fans. Nobody left saying, burn Star Wars down. I hope they never make another movie. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I'm one of the biggest Star Wars fans, but I know the flaws in and out. Yeah, but it, it was hard to listen to. I mean, I like all you guys very much. Of course, I listened. But it was also hard and sometimes because it's like, well, I hear all those things. But sometimes, this is where I think George Lucas is right. Let's just enjoy these as kids' films. Maybe they all don't have to be the deep Joseph Campbell stuff that we've that we forced on them. Is that there if you want it to be? Absolutely. And do things deserve a critical read? Of course. But sometimes you just want to be like, I'm just going to take my brain out and I'm going to watch Jedi. I don't have to think or worry. <laughs> there is nothing about from the beginning of Jedi. There's almost no stakes in Jedi. You know, even though it seems like there's a lot of stakes and John Williams score makes you feel like things are nervous. There's, there's Ewoks. Everything's going to be okay. Soon as you introduce a bunch of teddy bears. That's her favorite film. Yeah. I love right? the Ewoks. And so you just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to take this out and I'm going to stare, <laughs> turn my head to the side and I'm just going to be full of love. And, and I think that's what Star Wars is. Is like, you can just, you can be critical of it, but you can also, even in Sith. Well, ex- exactly. And I mean, like with me, one of the things I've, I've said about it is, there's a two parts to that, which is one thing is when I watch Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the, Sith the Obi-Wan Anakin stuff does actually make me emotional because I've, yeah. I've seen so much of the expanded content. Three. Yeah, yeah. She knows all the episode numbers. I know them by the, the numbers, numbers, not by well. the names. Sure, sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, no, she got a Jedi. No, I am Ewoks getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, I find that when I watch Return of the Jedi, I love the emotional connection. I love him shouting uh, at each other and then to, you know, you're my brother Anakin, but that makes him emotional. But the thing I love the most, genuinely, I say this to people, is my favorite thing. Revenge of the Sith is one of my favorite films ever. One of the, my favorite bit is just watching the amazing choreography in real time of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen because you watch the behind the scenes of that shit. They did you watch that. Watch them go, doo, 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 and they're actually doing it. And it's like when you're watching it and you're letting yourself, there's loads of flaws and styles, there's loads of inconsistencies, there's loads of problems with it. It's definitely not a perfect universe, but it's in my view the biggest that all interconnects without multiverse because obviously comics rule that uh, era. But it's this huge universe, and yeah, okay, the Hayden Christensen acting wasn't that great, but my when i remember darth vader and anakin and obi-wan i don't think it doesn't flash to i hate sand (laughs) you know it flashes to there's incredible set pieces with the john williams you know stuff going over it do you know what i mean though like that's yeah it's cool it's case everywhere john williams is a star though i mean let's acknowledge john williams is a star of the all nine the music of star wars like i play it when when we're doing the lego uh, millennium falcon and stuff it's i haven't seen any pictures of that We've been taking we're like time three quarters of the way through it. We've had two <laughs> sessions, which are oh both my God. four hours I'm long. I'm so excited to see you guys. I can't wait to see that. I have a picture of what it looks like now on my phone. Well, I could probably grab it. No, it's fine. I know here. you said you're going to put there. it all up. It, it, you're going to. It is there. <laughs> we've got a time. We've got time lapse videos. We've done yeah, two. I can't wait to sessions. see those. Yeah. And then we have got another yeah. two hour session. We're probably going to do tomorrow. Yeah, it, tomorrow. it will be done tomorrow. And nice. I'm going to put the videos. Then you'll post them. Okay, cool. Let me know when you do. Photos as well. Yeah, I'll do a two-pronged post probably, just a, one of the time of that video and then one of like, I've taken photos at every landmark, essentially. Yeah. To me, that's was, a great way to, to spend time, you know, to do something like I'm that. Already, I'm already like, what Lego should we get next month? Like the weekly, the monthly Lego. Because <laughs> it wasn't the suit, we got the Millennium Falcon and it wasn't the, cause you can get the brand new one and that's six, that's so five, much six, money. five, six hundred pounds. Uh, to get shit. it which so obviously yeah. dollars is basically like 10-ish percent at the moment mm. um, yeah. this one was 150 pounds so it's yeah. still expensive but, but between like, us it's like 10 hours for like reasonable. you know 75 quid each that's it's not good. too bad that's like a whole day and it's like if we've got a stage performances when we want to see Billie Eilish like which it's probably going to be rescheduled now that that's 75 quid each and that's for like basically two I mean, yeah, and it's half like hours a concert, no? so most of the concerts I like to go to are smaller bands that are normally 30 quid so I kind of went when we spent more money than 30 quid but the thing is is that the way that I justified it is that obviously I drive an hour 
well, to and from. So two two hours a day in a week, a work week. So realistically, I'm spending between 150 and 200 pounds a month on petrol anyway. Yeah, so and I'm spending about paying one, for the two, Millennium Falcon didn't actually lose me any money because it's money that I would have spent on petrol regardless. So it's fun ah. to do something that isn't. it's fun to do something that isn't consuming content like even reading is a much more almost therapeutic way of consuming content in my view and it lets your mind unravel in different ways but watching stuff playing stuff putting lego together is it's expensive but lego always works and it is so nice we just sit there just for two hours and all we're doing we don't talk about anything what are you listening to (laughs) apart from lego (laughs) oh yeah but music on that's it we do talk on a playlist what's on in the background um well, we were. I normally play like Star Wars to begin with for like the first like, fifteen minutes, just like Jewel of Fates. And there's a band called Galactic Empire, and they're like, a metal band who only cover Star Wars songs. And they've put together quite a few. There's one called Boba's Theme, I think it is, and it's like six and a half minutes long. And it's all these different parts of different things. And it's an original piece, but it's all kind of using elements from lots of songs. They're really, really cool. They've got two albums out, and it's just like more guitar-y, more strong in a sense, less symphonic yeah. versions. And then. We've just got this playlist that I made ages ago when we first started dating. It was basically when you went to America, wasn't it? Yeah, you made it for when I went to America. Which was only two weeks or three weeks after we met. It's called M&M, as in M, Ambassador. Mm-hmm. And it originally started where I just put music in there that I thought she would like watching in America. So I put like, Pierce the Veil and I think I put that Weezer song, uh, Do You Want to Get High? Like Things like that. I know you love Weezer. Uh, the other one. I really like the other one as well. Oh, uh, Girl, We Got a Good Thing. Yeah. Yeah, both tracks on the White House. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so made this playlist. And oh, now it's on like 600 songs. But then it was only about 100. And But back then it was just Mike putting songs in. Now I also contribute music. Nice. <laughs> we do it when we drive places or we go anywhere or we're just doing then anything. Then you just hit shuffle. In the background. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's yeah, just see, a happy medium because it's music that we both like. Because I'm old. You know, I actually had to make back in the day, back in my youth, I would actually have to make mixtapes and then I would have to make mixed CDs. And I actually still like to do that. The CD player in my Jeep is actually broken. But I actually like to do that. I'm, I like the idea of these are the 22 songs or whatever you get, and you have to think about it. And, and they're always in the same order. And so it's funny, there's even still today's songs from like tapes I made in middle school that when I hear a song, I automatically, my brain still wants yeah. the next song that was on that we mix. We do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a lot of fun. We, I used to, me and my brother used to make CDs for when we... Because obviously my parents are divorced, so we go to Italy to visit my dad for over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my brother would always make two or three CDs each to take over with us, so that we could listen to our own music in my dad's car. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm. A, I was just looking to see where it was. I thought it was still sitting here. Not that. Again, it's a video. Uh, we're looking at each other, listeners. But I have. <laughs> oh wow! An old Philip Walkman. Oh, cool. Yeah, my old Walkman, and so uh, this was mine from childhood. It still works. I have Paul McCartney's unplugged cassette inside there. Nice. And um, and I seriously, I, that was such a big deal for me is having headphones. I've always been, I always hate to listen to other people talk. Always. I don't want to be in public and hear you say the word incorrectly. I don't want to talk to you. So <laughs> as, as my whole life, I've been able to have headphones. I'm really lucky that way. Like the old, you know what they show in Guardians of the Galaxy? That was my mm. setup. And so... There's just pictures of me. Even as a little kid, I would go downstairs in our parents' house and play like old Beach Boys albums. And I would have the big, like these headphones I have on, but big over-ear headphones mm, just lay. My dad had them. Yeah. yeah. I would just lay on the beanbag chair or whatever on the ground and just listen to like pet sounds or like surfing USA <laughs> for like hours and just be left alone. Cause, and still, I don't ever leave the house without headphones because I can't mm. imagine having to not have like a soundtrack to whatever I'm doing. I'm very similar. Like if I walk, especially in town in Southampton, it's it's quite a, a densely populated city. It's it's one of them. It's there's only two cities in the UK that the difference between a city and a town is if you have a town and it has a cathedral, it is a city. That's the oh. only difference. Uh, and so in England, the only two cities that are cities due to size is Plymouth and Southampton because they're so huge you couldn't possibly call it a town. So it's two hundred thirty thousand people in Southampton, which. To be honest, it's quite surprising that Southampton doesn't have a cathedral. Yeah, it is quite odd. But we've got quite a few churches. Well, a lot of different churches, all the Latter-day Saints churches and Christ of We've got loads of different religions. Anyway. Um, Regardless, um, the reason I was uh, mentioning it is because when you walk through town, especially the main high street in West Quay, we've got like two shopping malls, but one of them is the main one, West Quay. And uh, 
I love so many. People. I love. I always say I hate people, but I love persons because I find that when you meet someone one on one, they're awesome. Yeah, it's very rarely I meet someone one on one that I really, really vigorously hate. Very rare. But people in groups are just such selfish, thoughtless assholes, and it's so frustrating because when I don't go into town and interact with the wider populace. My, I'm very optimistic with humans. I'm very much like, yeah, people are fine, you know, they're kind of dickish, but it's fine. And then you drive, and it's like, yeah, some people are a bit dicks, but usually it's one, two driving certain types of cars, so you can kind of spot them most of the time. But when you walk into town, if I'm not wearing headphones, you can you can hear half that conversation. People bump into you and all that sort of stuff, and it's just like, I hate all of you so much. Like, <laughs> sure. It's just I. That's why online shopping for me is like I have no. I, oh, people yeah, say, oh, I would do online shopping is killing retail and I'm sorry about that if people weren't such assholes in public I would not have to worry about online shopping the because... bulk of my Christmas presents now I just do online <laughs> the idea of having to go to a shop around Christmas time it's like yeah. no thank you yeah no, my wife was... and I now that the kids are all grown and we don't do Christmas at all like we don't we've never given we... each other gifts so we just don't do it we don't participate we do a hundred pound limit I think normally and we basically say yeah. we try and do an experience or something like that we either do something useful uh, or an experience like gigs like I recently got her tickets uh, for her birthday to a comedian called Jimmy Carr who you guys would have heard of because Amer- English comedy does not travel to America at all um, not very, not very often yeah. no very very rarely um, but I got that that was the main gift and there was just a couple of other little things one was just a, a game and uh, stuff but like it's that. cool but because of coronavirus all of the presents some of the presents were delayed in getting here so my birthday has just been extended for like two weeks because nice. getting one present it's already been days. a week since birthday my birthday was, last, was it last Monday is that it was a week ago today yeah, yeah. that's right well happy happy belated birthday that's right <laughs> you, you mentioned that because when we talked about scheduling this I was like well that week is my final week of my term so um, mm. that didn't that didn't end up that wasn't would not have been good I wouldn't have even known my own last name that day <laughs> so um, well that's awesome well happy birthday Thanks. That's delightful. Yeah, yeah, you know, you mentioned experiences and, and stuff being canceled. We have season tickets like 45 minutes down the road from us. There's a, a theater on a college campus and they like do traveling Broadway shows. Um, oh, cool. So we, three of our shows um, were postponed. Like every weekend in April, except for one, we had tickets uh, to go see something. And two of them, we just found out are canceled for good. One got rescheduled. The upside was, is the January show was Hamilton. So we did get that. And then we saw Cats, which was just, that was my first time seeing Cats. I didn't know what it was. I did not care for it. That was so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, people were like sobbing uncontrollably when they sang Memories. And I was like, I don't <laughs> care about any of these. Yeah. So I, yeah, I saw Cats when I was younger, when I was like really young, like to the point that I don't actually remember much yeah, yeah. about Cats. Sure. Well, nothing, there's nothing to remember. No, right? So then we saw it in the we saw it in the cinema because my mum wanted to go and see it. The film came out and we were like, okay, we'll go with you. We'll go watch it. And I've never seen it or anything. We are super waiting for that to be free on a streaming service or we can get it on DVD when the library opens. I'm not, we're not going to spend a dime on that. No, No, it is by far the worst film I've ever seen in my life. And it is the only film that I have ever considered walking out of the cinema for. The only reason I didn't was because we were with my mum. <laughs> Otherwise, we each other. I would have been out. Yeah. It was so 15 shit. Minutes, 15 minutes through, I was I met out a big sigh and then kind of looked at me and chuckled. And then I was yeah. like, wait a minute. I was like, but yeah, my mum, during memories, my mum was bawling her eyes out. And I was like, oh my yeah, God. That was happening in the theatre. We were like, we didn't understand. It just didn't make any sense. But there's a thing, I mentioned this to Mike before, there's a thing called Broadway HD. And you can, they're like doing oh, yeah. free... Yeah, and like right now, Miss Saigon is playing free. There's always like one. Oh, that's, that's so good. There's always one that's free, and then it's like eight. Like there, you can get a free week or a free month or something. And there's a shit ton of musicals on there. Kinky Boots, oh. I can't express to you enough. Kinky Boots is on there. It's the one from, that they did um, on the West End over there. Yeah, Kinky Abs- Boots recently came to Southampton. Have and you I didn't seen go it? And see it? No, oh. I didn't see it, and I really wanted to. It's on there. Ghost. I mean, it's something to do while you're trapped in the house. Yeah. It's so good. You know, Cindy Lauper did the, did it, did the music. It is fantastic. And it takes place, it's based on a true story. It takes place in England. On Thursday um, and Friday, actually, there's the one of the theatre production companies in England. They are airing um, a theatre production of Frankenstein starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller. 
Johnny Lee no Miller's way. in Ele- Elementary and No, I know Johnny uh, Lee. He was in Train Spanning Show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those two, the third, one of the, sh- there's two showings. One of them, Cumberbatch is the monster and Johnny Miller is the doctor. And then the other showing, they're swapped. And Danny <laughs> Boyle, who directed Train Spotting and Slumped yeah, yeah. Millionaire, that sort of thing, he directed it. Is so this, and so the, is this online where I can. It's going to be on Thursday, Friday. No idea if it's available regionally or what it's going to be. If, uh, I'm going to look that National up. Theater. That would be yeah. amazing. I like Johnny. You're going to watch it on Thursday, I think. He's great. I loved. I actually, I watched, you know, I saw Train Spotting when it came out and I'm old. Megan's so never seen it. I love it. It's one of my favorite films ever. Well, I saw it when it came out, you know, and then mm. when the sequel came out, I hadn't watched it since then. Oh. And I almost rewatched Train Spotting, but I didn't. And I, I, and it, Train Spotting 2 is such a better movie having not recently rewatched the first one. It was really emotional because it's like your memory is spotty of what happened, just like the characters. I thought they did a really good job of like, of, showing them grow up i'm really surprised they all came back but i thought it was really good yeah it was it was surprising my issue with i'm trying not to say what happens obviously in uh transporting because maybe i haven't seen it but like my issue with transporting 2 was because transporting is one of my favorite films ever and what well, i used to have the poster up you know choose life choose a fucking great television choose, you know the whole yeah. spiel at the start um i had that on a poster and it's one of my favorite films ever and then i watched t2 transporting and i did enjoy it i thought it was really good but i just thought it was slightly worse than the first one in basically every way. And there's quite a few films that are like that, that are sequels. And you watch it, it's kind of like when we saw Zombieland 2, completely different types of film. But Zombieland 2 was just like Zombieland 1, but it was just slightly worse in every way. And then it's just like, why would I want to watch the sequel if I can just watch the original, which is better? So I, that's the problem with me that I found with it. It, was, it wasn't it was different enough. I loved what they did and the characters, but... It was I'm, just like it was I'm their worse. age, though. I think mm. I, I honestly because I'm the age of those characters. Yeah, that that meant. Yeah, because me, it was only a few right. years different. They made that second train spotting for us. Yeah, yeah, and for exactly. them, for those actors, that was the first time they really all got back together. So that was all genuine. So I feel mm. like that's the only thing I could say is you know put it in a time capsule and open it in 15 years and then watch it again. Well, it's it's similar thing is with Star Wars is obviously where the prequels came back. It was a big disappointment for a lot of people because their love of the originals. But with me, the sequels were my version of your prequels. Yeah, so yeah. I grew up with the prequels and the originals already existing, essentially. I, I Obviously, the prequels were coming out when me and Meg were young. So they were our sort of originals in, in, um, in some way. So when 10 years later, especially after my dad passed and that sort of jazz, 10 years later, there's a new Star Wars. I was like, Oh man, because that had been my big gap. Yeah, I didn't think right. I was going to get. So it's with that I enjoy the prequel, the sequels probably more than a lot of other people do because of that anticipation yeah. as well. The nostalgia thing and just that. Yeah, I think as you age and your perspective on those things, um, it's really you know it's really great. But hmm. I'm going to need to wrap it up because it's almost. I was, ba- I was actually about to say I was like yeah. it's getting quite late now. It's past yeah. nine o'clock. So yeah, sorry about each that. other's minds. Yeah, no, you didn't ever need to. <laughs> Never need to apologize, Tony. You're one of my yeah. favorite people to talk to. I love it. Thanks. Well, it was lovely to talk to you, Megan. Yeah, you too. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, you too. <laughs> it's been awesome, dude. And the only big announcement, if you can include this part in the show, is what I discovered today, everyone, is yeah. um, at the end of May, I um, it was just confirmed, and I'm putting it out in the universe, which I'm probably jinxing it, but... Potentially. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Sudeconic, who is best known for re- essentially rewriting the canon of Captain Marvel and the Captain Marvel movie was based on her run of Captain Marvel. She wrote an indie comic called Bitch Planet for Image Comics. And so she, at the end of May, is coming on my show, Indie Comic Spotlight. And that'll be out the first Friday in June. So that is super exciting. I just am really geeked. I couldn't believe when I asked, she said yes. So um, I just, that was confirmed today. So that's exciting to know it's a month down the line, but I've got lots of great guests lined up. Lots of great guests lined up, but it's like, you know, that's a big deal. <laughs> well, that's an incredible thing. I just feel bad because I realized I was meant to mention, I was doing the intro and stuff. I was meant to, oh, yeah, to no, talk to you about com- Edegoic Spotlight because it's like, we always do this. Whenever we chat, we're like, okay, yeah. we'll have like, three things to chat about. And we'll do like one and a half of them and then we'll just go off in a big ass tangent. It's fine. It's that's the that's the point of your yeah, show. That's why your show's so good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, as a Tony, but absolute pleasure. Um, speak soon. Yeah. Okay. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. As I said in the intro, be sure to go check out Tony's show, Indie Comics Spotlight, on the feed of Comics in Motion, as well as my show on Comics in Motion, Star Wars Comics in Canon. 
Just to confirm, last week in Star Wars Comics and Canon, it was the episode about Mon Cala, and more specifically it was the Star Wars Allegiance comic, set between episodes 8 and 9, and Mon Cala is where Admiral Akbar's from, so I'll go into that sort of thing in a little bit, and the episode that should be released around the time of this episode um, being released as well is about the Cassian and K2SO comic, of how Cassian and K2SO from Rogue One met, and also the Beckett comic about the character Tobias Beckett from the Solo film. Coming up in Genuine Chit Chat, I think I've said a few times in these outros, but if you're new to the show, hello. Um, uh, essentially, I've obviously had this two-parter with Tony Farina of Indie Comics Spotlight. I've also recorded an episode with Scott Weatherly of the 20th Century Geek podcast, as well as Chris Phelps, who's part of the Comics in Motion podcast as well, as well as the VHS Strikes Back and umpteen other podcasts as well. Uh, so we speak about wrestling. Um, it's going to be a longer one, but it's only going to be released as one part, I think. I may change that when it comes to editing and stuff it becomes too much of a hard job to do the whole thing in one go but there's going to be an episode next week which is likely to be the wrestling one it's going to be essentially scott and chris telling me what they love about wrestling because i personally haven't really looked into wrestling very much i played the games a little bit when i was younger i've never really been that into wrestling but scott used to actually be an amateur wrestler and they're both very passionate about their love of wrestling so that's what's going to be out next week um i'm also recording an episode with dave who's the other half of comics in motion the other half to chris phelps um dave and max burn are going to be coming on the show uh, max is of the mandatory marvel and dc podcast and yeah we're going to come on talk about marvel dc movies and stuff i presume and yeah then i've got another one recorded in like two weeks time which is going to be with chris and dave about the whole comics in motion networky thing that's going on obviously with my star wars comics and canon tony's uh, indie comic spotlight max's mandatory marvel and dc and the flagship podcast comics in motion so they're going to be on to explain some of that a little bit more and stuff but that won't be for at least another month i think before that'll be released and i'm going to be looking into getting some other guests that i've had on the show before in too but we'll see what happens regarding lockdown. If it starts to get lifted a little bit and starts to ease a little bit, I may have some of the guests on that I wanted to have on in, that I'd be talking to in person anyway. But that's another bridge to cross going forward. There's not really much else for me to say unless I start rambling on, which I don't really intend on doing in this one. Uh, I've got some stuff to do today. Not that I don't normally do. I have lots of stuff to do, but I'm on a roll today. I've managed to get this podcasting done and it's only about 3pm rather than it being, you know, 5, 6, 7, 8 that sounds like some sort of run up to a joke or a song but it generally is just as normally the time i finish it anyway guys lovely speaking with you to some degree uh any feedback for the show is appreciated contact me on the usual social media channels spread on social media tell your friends about it and if this is your first time listening the end of this is normally rambly so apologies but also go through the back catalogue and see what you can find a good jumping off point if you enjoyed this podcast would be to check out the one i did with tony farina uh, that is episode number 71 i believe i think it's another two-parter as well uh and then go from there or you can just contact me and say look i listen to these couple podcasts think these ones are good listen to this one wasn't a fan of your show is there anything you could recommend and i'm always happy to or go on youtube and i'll put everything into playlists uh, no one pretty much no one listens on youtube each video gets like three views um which isn't a problem i don't really care i just put it on youtube just kind of for the sake of it but it's annoying that on youtube i can put it into playlists and i can't really do that with some of the other podcast uh, sort of apps unless i specifically go on a really specific podcast app and on that one specifically i do it but there's so many new podcast apps that are out that are just they're cool but there's like about 10 of them that are all really similar and have very similar features and stuff and it's just like, i don't really have time to go on every single one individually and upload everything anyway i am rambling and i said i wouldn't so lovely speaking with all of you uh hopefully you're tuning into star wars comics and canon and things and checking out all the other shows i've been involved in as i said i was in the friends in your ears podcast a little while ago and the ask win podcast a little while ago too so you know keep an eye out for them or just look in the description because that's where the links to them are uh appreciate all of you listening and i'll talk to you next week